Welcome to the Expat Cast. This is the podcast where expats share their stories about fitting in, standing out, and every mishap on the journey to finding home abroad. I'm your host, Nicole. I am coming to you with sunshine on my back and in my voice <laughs> from Paraguay. It's season seven of the Expat Cast. And I started season seven in September of 2022. What I'm going to share with you today in March 2023 is a series of voice notes that I recorded to myself dating all the way back to August of last year, so actually before the season even started. I didn't really know at the time what I was going to do with these recordings. I just kind of thought it would be a cool idea to log my move, how I was feeling along the way. So I recorded these updates on the go often. I'd be like walking to catch a tram or do some errands. I didn't listen to any of these notes back until two days ago. And let me tell you, it has been way more impactful for me than I expected. I mentioned a couple times that my my only goal with these recordings was just to capture how I was feeling in that moment of the move. And pretty quickly, actually way quicker than I remembered it being, I couldn't access feelings. Like that whole part of my system just kind of shut off and I went into like functional mode, just pushing forward, getting logistics done, eyes on the prize, compartmentalize and deal with the feelings later. And apparently I'm dealing with the feelings now. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff I don't talk about in these voice notes. Like this is just the stuff that I A, feel comfortable sharing publicly, B, felt well enough about at the time that I could think about or find time to record a quick voice note. So some of the stuff that's not included in these recordings is just boring. It is just banal and that's why I didn't record it. That's also part of the frustration is like, oh my God, my life was becoming this like really miserable thing so that I had time to do dumb, boring things. (laughs) But of course, also some of the stuff that I don't include here, it's just too painful or too personal. And I will say now I am doing well. The good days are finally here. I realized in doing this, like, I think some important context is missing. Like, I think I just haven't talked a lot about my relationship on this podcast. So just to fill you guys a little bit in there. Yeah, my partner and I have been together about a year and a half, which is pretty early on in a relationship to make a giant move like that. We already knew when we met that he was going to be moving. So basically at the beginning, it was like, okay, well, like we're just dating and then he's going to leave, right? And then at some point that proved to not be true. And we realized there's something bigger going on here and had to go through a decision phase about, you know, what to do about that. Because in this situation, we couldn't just be happy people realizing that we're in love and want to be together. Being together meant a lot of big decisions. So it was a lot to to kind of work through. And so that's probably why I didn't talk about it more. Another relevant thing about my relationship is um, my partner has a cat, Charlie, Professor Charles Darwin. If you follow me on Instagram, you've seen a lot of him. Of course, now he's my cat too. And we did end up taking him to Paraguay. That was a whole nother discussion, but we did it. Basically, my partner and I made the plan that he would move in January and we'd sort of divide and conquer. Like he would focus on setting up a life for us in Paraguay and I would wrap up our life in Germany and then I would come with the cat in March. 
I'll link in the show notes to the episode where I announced I was moving. I think I share a little bit more about like why Paraguay, but I think that's enough of a preamble. Let's get to the episode. Enjoy. It is August 2022. I just days ago celebrated my fifth Gedeutstag, which is my five-year anniversary of moving to Germany. And I was very nostalgic about it. I'm always a little bit nostalgic about it, but I'm like very nostalgic about it this time. And I think part of it was because it was five. That's just like a big number. And in six months, seven months, I'll be leaving Germany it wasn't ever like officially in one moment decided. It's something I've been deciding. And I don't know, it's really weird. Like, I don't think I've really much to compare it to because when I was leaving the US for Germany, I was in such a different position. And I didn't have much time. So I was working constantly like I had two days off that whole summer, because I was working three jobs at a time. So every day I worked like one to three jobs. And this time it feels so strange because I'm doing it like staggered basically. Like like I decided maybe, yeah, about a month ago that I'm moving in with my partner. And so since then, it's been like that part's real. Like the Paraguay part is real too. And he and I are having a lot of conversations about like the logistics of all that. But for me, now there's this like looming thing of like, okay, well, I'm moving apartments. Like I have to find someone to take over my current lease And then I have to sell all my stuff because all of like both of our stuff, all of it's getting sold in the next half a year. So it makes the most sense that we take this like staggered pacing as a chance for me to get rid of all my stuff now. But I guess my point with all of this is not to share the logistics of my move with you, but rather to say this is what I'm stuck on. (laughs) So I, I can't I like I cannot think about leaving Germany, moving to Paraguay. Like it doesn't exist for me. What exists for me is like pulling out the books on my bookshelf because there's kind of a second row of books behind them. But instead of books, it's just crap. And whenever I would have something and I'd be like, I don't really know what to do with this thing. So I'll just put it somewhere and deal with it later. The place that I would put it is like the second row in my bookshelf hidden in the back. So I've been going through that and like throwing things out or like organizing it. And so that kind of thing has been going on for at least I don't know, a month and a half or two months. And now I'm at the point of like selling things. Like today I sold my carpet. It's actually the first thing that I've officially sold for this whole move. So I guess that should make it feel more real, but it doesn't make it feel more real. Like I just, like a big thing on my mind is my work. I just have a desire to leave this on a really good page. But I don't know how to be nice because I am not from this country and I've never had to quit a job here before. I don't know. I'm just very conflicted about (laughs) how to tell them, what to tell them, who to tell. And then, of course, there's like the official kundigen, like the official quitting your job, handing in your letter of resignation. And I'm trying to figure out how that works. Yeah. So that's how moving's feeling right now. It's like I'm not even at that point. Like there's so many other things that are happening between then and now. And I think that is kind of just how I work. And I think that's what I'm currently trying to work on is just accepting that that's how my brain works. And like, I'm not someone who's going to have like a big emotional reaction or like response to like, how does it feel to be having your last Deutsch talk knowing you're leaving? I'm like, I don't know. It feels, I don't know. (laughs) 
<laughs> like I, I can't access that. And um and that's I think I think it's okay. Like I'm I'm really trying to make space and time to think about it. It's not like I have no thoughts about it, but like I'm not thinking about it in my free time. This tends to be true for me generally. Like logistics are very distracting for me and I really want to take care of them and I really want to have forward motion and momentum and all that kind of stuff. And then once something's happened, then like the the aftershocks of that are when I really feel it and understand it and process it. I just, I think I can't do it ahead of time. I don't know. Okay, it is August. So one thing I'm thinking about today is like, I'm very aware of the fact that this changes things for a lot of people around me who didn't make this choice. You know, like my roommates. It's definitely affecting my friends. And yeah, moving causes change for people around you. It seems so obvious, but it's just really hitting me lately. Okay, it is mid-September and I've moved once, one time. <laughs> one of the two times the last big move has happened. A couple weeks ago, I was I was holding my bundle of keys <laughs> and I was looking at it and thinking like, oh man, it's so crazy. Like the next several months, it's just going to be gradually giving one key away and then another key away and another key away. And then at some point, I'll be keyless. Yeah, today I was able to get rid of two keys because my old apartment had a different key for the front door and then for the main door. One of the things that's really on my mind though is how annoyed I am with German processes. Like they're just they're just so annoying to me. I mean, all all adulting is annoying pretty much, but like yeah, like getting the apartment in a good status to give it to the next person. Here in Germany, I just I don't have a sense of like what level is expected of me and like what's the responsibility of the landlord versus what's the responsibility of me versus what's the responsibility of the person taking over the room. Yeah, I felt very unsure if what I was doing was good enough or the right way. Another thing that's going on is I'm selling my motorcycle. I think I finally found a person to buy it. <laughs> and this whole process, I mean, like organizing the sale and like negotiating the price, this is one thing. But literally the registration, deregistration, new registration of the vehicle is so complicated here. And it involves multiple visits to the government offices to figure all this out. Of course, you pay money. And it's just a headache. It's just a headache. Also, I have a literal headaches and now apparently also hiccups. So I'm going to cut this little update short. But yeah, mostly right now it feels like I just put in a crap ton of work selling old furniture, figuring out what I want to take with me, getting an apartment in a good enough shape to hand off, and then settling into my new apartment and selling my motorcycle. <laughs> I think it's all organized and I'm relieved and, and glad it's all working out. I'm feeling good. Things are feeling a bit more real. Feeling Things are feeling a bit more real and, and it keeps feeling good. So that seems like a very good sign. Okay, it's early October and I've got more thoughts about keys <laughs> to share. So I just got back from visiting my family in the US and it was a disaster. You can probably still hear my voice. I'm recovering from being sick. I got COVID on the flight over and spent my entire time there quarantine anyway that's a sad story for another day <laughs> though relevant thought regarding the trip home i was on this flight being like oh this is super weird like the next time i fly home home being the us it's going to be from a completely different continent yeah when i was packing i was bringing a couple german snacks to bring to the us so i was like oh wait this is the last time i can bring these things like man i can't bring my mom these red and black haribo berries that she loves okay but anyway that was a sidebar back to the keys thoughts um so right before i left in a very adventurous moment 
I sold my motorcycle on the way out of town. Like I had to change trains in Basel to get to my destination in Switzerland to, to leave Germany to, for this visit home. And I met up with this guy who's going to buy a motorcycle to hand off the keys and like give him the paperwork and get the money. I was like counting cash in the middle of a train station. It was super sketchy. But anyway, point being, my motorcycle keys, there were also two keys, you know, one for the engine, one for the gas tank. And they're also gone. But all of this happened in such a flurry <laughs> between moving and then this this like weird train station handoff that I never really had time in that moment to like really comprehend what that was. And I, I know before I'd been thinking about this whole key topic, but it was like a thought experiment. But this is real. Like I got home, I pulled out my keys. They're in my hands actually right now. <laughs> and I have, I have five items left on the keys. And I used to have nine or even more if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm gonna go hang up my keys. The other thing is I can hang them now. Like they used to be too heavy and they would slide down this like magnetic hook that I have. But now they can hang because they're so light. Okay, it is mid-October. So there's this weird thing about like knowing that you're leaving a long time ahead of time. I've felt some people like actively pull away um, from my friendship and from our friendship. And that's weird. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like a lot of my friends here are people who are staying here in Freiburg in Germany long term. And they're looking for friends who are also staying in Germany long term. Yeah, I, I understand. Of course, it hurts. And, and, and friendships are such a marathon, you know, and in a positive way. <laughs> They're an ongoing activity is what I mean to say with that. So you have a friendship which is, which is formed out of meeting at a certain rhythm. So, you know, with the one friend, we meet up like once a month. With the other, it's like every two weeks. The other, every weekend or even every day. <laughs> and if you're not keeping to that rhythm, then stepping back is happening, <laughs> whether it's on purpose or not, whether it's on one side or both sides. And so I'm feeling myself falling out of that rhythm. And normally around now, I would be like, okay, let me refocus and, and reinvest in these friendships. Um, and at the moment, I'm just unsure if people want that. <laughs> yeah, it's a lonely feeling in a way. Like I'm here, but it feels like for some people, I'm already gone. And I just don't know what to do about it. Okay, um, um, this is the week that I have to tell my work that I'm going. Uh, and I'm very nervous to do it, but I have to do it, I have to do it. Um, so, uh, my stomach is somewhere by my knees. I don't know what to do or what to say. Um, so, yeah. <sighs> okay, it went well, it went well. Um, yeah, felt very relieving. It's just good getting it out there. It is terrible timing for my job. And I'm really aware of that, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be one of those, it is what it is situations. And I'd rather that everyone knows rather than just having it in my brain. So that's good. That's good. Step one. It's beautiful weather out. It went well. I'm going to go eat falafel and exhale. <laughs> Okay, Captain's Log, uh, mid-November, fiddling with the last grammar changes on my Kundigungsschreiben. This is like a letter that says, hey, I am quitting. And you have to deliver that to your workplace by your Kundigungsfrist, so like your deadline for quitting, which in my case is six weeks before the end of the quarter, 
confirmed because I thought it was three months, just three months, because that's just the standard that every other job follows. But because I'm in the public service, apparently it's a bit different. Yeah, anyway, I it's been cleared up. Yeah, it feels really good. And like one thing that maybe feels relevant is like there was the question of like how long could I stay maximally? And I really had to go back and forth about deciding when to make my last day. Yeah, I come from a working class family in the US, which is just a giant ball of work, work, work as much as you can work. And you need every euro, every dollar you can get. For instance, when I moved to Germany, I worked until like four days before or something. And the maybe it was five days before my flight, but I was working halfway across the country and had to like move my things back, repack, have a graduation party and a going away party, say goodbye to like my friends and family and then leave. And that all happened within four days. That's sort of what's in me. So um, between that and then also knowing it's difficult for my workplace, I definitely want it to stay like till the last day possible. And then I had to stop and like take a break and have a really serious talking to with myself because that's not what's actually good for me. That would really have meant that I was working like throughout all of the last weeks of preparing to leave. And there's just a lot that has to be done. Like I have to paint my apartment. <laughs> like my items, if they don't fit in my suitcase, like I don't have anywhere to put them. You know, I'm not leaving my parents' house like I was in the US. I'm leaving a country where I don't have family. So I have to literally sell everything I own. Or yeah, I have to find a way to like ship it, pack it, fit it in my suitcase. So it's like, I'm going to be dealing with that kind of stuff. I realistically cannot be working. But of course, you know, that's not easy for me to accept. So I'm kind of proud to say <laughs> that I am quitting um, end of February and I'm leaving the country like mid-March. And my birthday is kind of like mid-February. So that means um, I'm actually planning to have my last day of actual work be shortly before my birthday and then a friend of mine from home wants to come which is just I don't know it's like the craziest best thing because I would think that like a visitor would want to come first off in the summer not in the middle of winter <laughs> but second off I'm not going to have a beautiful apartment to host them in but rather I'm going to have like a pile of boxes <laughs> in four walls it's actually kind of perfect that they're going to come then because they'll come for my birthday when I'm showing her things around Freiburg I'll be able to be like showing her the things I've loved while also saying goodbye to them. So like, maybe it will be my last visit to my favorite bakery and my favorite restaurant and things like that. And and then we're going to travel a little bit, probably like one last hurrah of, you know, vacation in Europe and, and traveling around Europe. Yeah, so I'll have that as a way to really just look back on these five and a half years and say whatever I need to say. I don't know, I can't predict it now, but I know it's going to be something and I, I I'm actually carving in space for that, which is like really crazy. It's it's revolutionary for me. And um, I'm also really grateful to the German system for like making some, something like that possible. So yeah, like on all of those fronts, I'm feeling really, really good about having my resignation letter going in um, and having like a plan for how this is all going to look. I'm also tonight, I'm starting a Spanish course. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I don't know, like I just haven't sat even in like a language class in so long. I mean four years at least before I started working in German, putting all this pressure on myself, I did really just enjoy learning and learning a new language specifically. And I, I just think it'll be nice. Okay, it's a walking update today. Pardon any and all background noise. I'm announcing on the podcast tomorrow that I'm moving. <laughs> this is a thing that's been in my life for months and directly relevant to the subject of the podcast and I never could talk about it. 
the reason I didn't share sooner is just because I was figuring out like a lot of a lot of paperwork stuff so anyway yeah I just wanted to make sure like stuff was in order before I share it publicly I'm excited to be sharing it and I'm kind of curious to see how people react because I have no idea how good or bad my poker face has been this whole time some really really big things have been checked off the list so probably the biggest one is that our sea shipment was on its way a couple weeks ago <laughs> this company came by and picked up three pellets of our belongings it was really crazy to put it together <laughs> the pallet so I had a friend visiting one of my closest friends from home came to visit early December and my partner and I hosted them in our apartment the one night we cooked dinner or okay he cooked dinner I can't really cook he's an amazing cook so he cooked dinner <laughs> and we had a lovely night like playing music and chatting and enjoying this delicious meal and yeah the apartment had a really cozy atmosphere like everyone who comes in always comments like yeah I just feel so comfortable and relaxed here and <laughs> that was like Thursday night they left Friday and Saturday we started packing everything together so within hours of them leaving and and being in this cozy environment it was not cozy at all <laughs> the walls are bare we barely have any furniture yeah, it's definitely not that cozy, relaxing atmosphere. It's not the magic that it was. Okay, it's the next day. I'm standing in the rain, waiting for us to cross the again. I've got so many comments and like messages and emails and stuff from sharing my news. Super nice. Oh my gosh, people care and have nice things to say. One thing I'm definitely noticing is like, oh man, other people's excitement for me definitely feeds me excitement. I'm, I'm really glad that I shared it and I'm really appreciative of everyone's positive messages because yeah after so many months of stress this is like a huge push forward towards excitement and looking forward which honestly are feelings that have been a little bit lagging behind they were like theoretically present but not actually like felt present but now I kind of felt that's really cool man life's such a such a thing <laughs> Okay, it's early January, and I'm grumpy. <laughs> this is a grumpy update. I'm sick again. Yeah, I feel like I'm always sick. I mean, everyone's always sick this winter. It's, it's not a me-specific thing, but this is so freaking annoying. <laughs> I was sick a whole week, early December. Then I was okay for like a week. The next week was fighting off a cold, succeeded, was able to travel for a week without worrying about sickness, and then on the way back from traveling, I started feeling sick again. And now I'm fighting against that. And I'm so annoyed <laughs> because I don't have time to keep being sick. So many things in my life are already suffering because of all the moving to do stuff. And now I'm just sick on top of it. Like one of the biggest things is I, I don't think I've gone on a run in months. And that's so ugh, vital. For, like that's how I've always stayed fit. It clears my mind. It's just beautiful and pleasant, especially in Freiburg. And it's something that I know I'm really going to miss about Freiburg. It's like running this one specific hill. The weather change, it gets dark so early. I'm not in home office every day like I used to be. So I'm working during the only hours that it's sunny. And then I get home and I can't run that way in the dark. And even if I could, I'm just sick all the time. So I, I don't feel healthy, not just in the sense of having a cold, but also just my body. Like it doesn't doesn't feel nice to feel 
out of shape, however you define that for yourself. And fitness has just gone out the window for me over the last several months. And I I miss it. And it just feels like such a far reach to be able to get that back, especially in winter. And all my workout from home equipment is in a freaking container on its way to Paraguay. <laughs> I'm also really sad because my partner moves in like two weeks and he's not even here right now because he has to deal with some stuff somewhere else. So we just have no time together by the time he gets back and finishes up work. His last days are just going to be filled with taking care of his to-dos, visiting his friends one last time. And of course, and we're going to soak up every minute that we can, but uh, it's just hitting me that like our routine is already gone. Those everyday things that you just love about life. Or for me, like that's what makes me feel soothed. It's just settling back into my routines. And I feel like I haven't had them also in months. I mean, like I also mean just like waking up on a weekend and not having something to do right away. And so you can have a slow morning together or making dinner and sitting down to dinner together and just being able to chat about our days and not have our days be completely occupied by, oh, here's the update on that moving logistic and this moving logistic. And now like when we do have those quality moments together, there's just so much to catch up on that. It's not all we talk about, but it's certainly a large chunk of it. And so yeah, we've still been making time for each other. And we've also had times where we say, okay, no more talking about the move. But that has to be done with effort and this like, effortless being in our day-to-day you know like that ease with which you just enjoy time with one another it's just we still enjoy our time with one another but I just miss the Alltag the day-to-day and and there's not really a way to get it back like we haven't had it in a while and and we're not going to get it back before he leaves so I never really had time to to soak it all up you know like I just wish we had like four more months or like a year (laughs) Okay, well, it is mid-January, and it finally happened. I just laid in bed and cried for a while because of moving stress. Yeah, um, suffice it to say, just every little step of this move doesn't go well. Always has some kind of complication, or it feels that way. And then you get into this mindset of, oh yeah, it always happens like this. And why does it always happen like this? And get really self-pitying and grumpy. And I'm just so tired. One of the problems involved converting like 40 JPEG with an E files to JPEG without an E files. Just took me for freaking ever. My phone is broken. Has been broken since July. I did buy a new one. So now all I have to do is take I don't know 30 minutes an hour and set the phone up so that it has all of my contacts my photos my data all that kind of stuff and I haven't had that time (laughs) I've owned the phone for months and it would make a lot of things in life better if I had a functioning phone camera Um, but I can't do that because I don't have time I will say last night saving grace of that whole situation well two things first off sometimes you just gotta cry and then it feels good it did help to get some of that out via tears. And the other thing is, he said, he came to me, was was supporting me while I cry. And he said, what if we just don't do anything else on our to-do list tonight? And we go to the bouldering gym. And that was a brilliant idea. So I'm really grateful for, for, well, for him, of 
course. He's incredible. And for that way out of that terrible mindset and emotional space I was in last night, um, you know, let myself feel it and then get myself out of it. We're trying to schedule a day off next week so that we can actually have just a full day to enjoy our time together. Of course, meetings with our landlord and contract cancellations are getting in the way of that. So I don't know if it's actually going to be a day for ourselves, but we're trying. <laughs> we're doing our best. And it's all going to work out. I believe that more every day. Okay, this is a very unplanned little update. Um, I just, I just <laughs> feel like I could cry right now. But out of happy tears for once. <laughs> I just got home from a long day and I got a letter that these insurances that I've been trying to cancel since like May, June, July, they're finally canceled. I cannot believe it. I've been through two different companies to try to help me cancel it. Countless uh, headaches I don't even want to talk about right now. And they're canceled and they're, they're refunding me hundreds of euros that most importantly it's just, it's done. This has been such a burden on my mind and it's over. Like I can just check that off of my list. Jesus, if anyone ever runs into issues with this kind of like contract cancellation stuff, um, type in to the Google machine, Fairbrocher Central, and then name of your state. And you just like pay someone 30 euros and they just tell you what to do or they help you do it. And it's just freaking amazing. Wow. 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 <sighs> Man, I have been thinking about the key thing again. I'm up to like 15 keys or something like that now because my partner is already gone. He's already in Paraguay. And so he left me all of his keys to the house, like the apartment and the car. So I think for some reason we have like five copies of the house key and of the car key. And I just like can't be bothered to take any of it off of the key ring. So I just have this monster key ring and I just, I can't, I can't <laughs> fix it. I mean, I definitely could fix it, but I won't because <laughs> I'm just really running out of steam. I thought there was maybe some symbolism going on with the key situation. Like I'm gradually preparing to move and like less and less keys. But now I have a bunch of keys, so I don't really know what to make of it anyway. That's today's episode update. It's the end of January. Everything is echoey and there are way too many keys. Okay, so I am officially done with work. <laughs> I had my last day at work, oh gosh, two days ago now. <laughs> oh man. Man, I read this book, Little Fires Everywhere, a couple weeks ago. And I keep looking at the title and being like, that's my life. Just little fires everywhere. Some some fires bigger than others. <laughs> Um, all of that to say, my night before work, I worked until like seven o'clock that night and got home and was like, okay, I'm gonna have a couple hours to like finish baking. Because by the way, <laughs> in Germany, not only do you have to throw your own birthday parties and bake your own birthday cake for your coworkers, you also have to throw your own going away party. And I, I just it's so different than how you do it in the US. In the US, like if people liked you, they'll throw you a big party. And if they kind of liked you, they'll make you a cake. And if everyone hated each other, you just, I guess you just leave. Point being, people do things for you to celebrate you. And it would be like conceited to like 
say I'm doing my own going away party. Like that would come off so weird. So I know it's different here and I get it. I'm on board, but it's still just so weird for me. And honestly, it was kind of stressful because I was like, oh my God, I have to bake. So I was like scheduling in time to bake. God bless two friends of mine who came over and helped me. I, I couldn't have done it without them. Anyway, I thought that's what I would be doing the night before is like finishing baking. <laughs> and instead, my friend who was supposed to be coming, like I was going to finish work on a Thursday and she was going to fly into Germany on a Friday. It was the Friday when all of the airports in Germany striked and they were just closed for the whole day. Like, what the heck? So we spent four hours finding her another flight, which, spoiler alert, then the next day also went wrong because that's just how things are. I've pissed off some lord. I'm not sure which one, but they're mad at me. <laughs> anyway, that's all to say, like, my last day. I don't know. I thought I would have more emotional things to say about it. And there was a couple, like, emotional or moving moments. And it was a nice day. But I don't feel much these days. <laughs> it's so sad to say. So I don't know, maybe it'll sink in a weeks from now, but right now it's just like a weird feeling of like not feeling much at all. I also had a nagging headache the whole week and the whole day and I had like a bit of like tunnel vision and stuff and I was worried I was getting sick. Well, now I've had a day and a half to myself because my friend's not here because her flight got canceled twice and I've just been relaxing and like being able to work on some little things around the house or also just not just like hanging out watching dumb TV, which is my favorite thing to do. <laughs> and funnily enough, that headache went away. <laughs> it's almost like I've been under extreme stress for a sustained period of time and my body is struggling. And when that goes away, I feel better. Who would have thought? <laughs> oh God. I mean, I feel more like myself than I have in a while, but it's still not all there. And I don't know. And also all of these problems are the most privileged freaking problems in the world. Now that I'm kind of almost on the other side of it, I'm like, who even cares? Like, these are problems I'm lucky to have. Actually, I thought like recording my feelings, I thought that's what this was going to be. I thought that was the whole kind of point of this. But like, honestly, the truth is I haven't felt anything for months or minimal things. Let's call it that. Minimal things have been able to penetrate through this wall of stress to get to like my inner core of where emotions take place. So I don't know how I'm feeling about leaving work. I don't know how I'm feeling about the fact that I have like two and a half weeks left in Germany. Like, I don't know. I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I have to paint. I'm looking at a pile of stuff I got to get rid of. I still sold some furniture. So, you know, I could talk about that. <laughs> I just hope I come out of this before I leave. Like, I would love to be able to just have some sentimental moments here because I feel like, yeah, neglecting your emotions or suppressing your emotions for a long period of time. If my year of therapy taught me anything, it's that that's not exactly a great thing forever. It's a good survival mechanism, but like, maybe we also need to make time to feel things. So I want to do that. I really do. We'll see if I get there. Captain's log. It's early March. It's Monday and I leave the country Friday. I am in my bedroom. It has a bed and like one, you know those like Ikea cube shelves? One of those. The Ikea shelves and the bed are getting picked up tomorrow. So this is like my last night in the bed. It's nighttime, by the way. Um, and I, I, <laughs> I decided one of my like tasks for moving is trying to empty my liquor cabinet mostly by consuming it. 
I definitely tonight was like, you know what? I think I can kill this tequila. And I did. I'm a little tipsy now. I didn't mean to do it. <laughs> I just packed my stuff. I mean, not like for the final time, but for like part of the final time, I suppose. I think I was just so focused on that task that I didn't really notice that <laughs> that I'm kind of tipsy. And I just sat down to finish my final episode that I'll be preparing before I fly. And I think I'm going to have to pause on that whole operation because I think I, <laughs> I kind of accidentally got drunk trying to finish the alcohol. Anyway, <laughs> I also just got slammed with my period today. It's not fun and I don't feel nice. <laughs> and I guess I thought tequila would help. I don't know if it helped, but now I'm just drunk talking into my phone. Okay, well, <laughs> cheers to the last night in my bed, in a bed. After this, I'm just sleeping on the sofa. <laughs> hello from my hammock <laughs> in paraguay the germany era <laughs> it remained as as eventful until the very last minute and it's hard for me to talk about now because i'm just sitting here on a hammock looking at a mango tree feeling real good <laughs> I feel like I have no idea how this is going to sound later, but I feel like you're probably going to be able to hear all of that in my voice. <laughs> I remember recording when I set my bike free. <sighs> I was selling everything I own. The last thing that I could have sold and I didn't was my bike. And I just like didn't want to deal with the back and forth of selling it. And then I also was like, when the heck do you sell it? Because, man, if I need to run errands or if I need to do something at a weird hour where the trams aren't running, like anything felt possible. And I just felt like I needed that flexibility of having a vehicle. So I knew I wanted to keep it until I left, but it wasn't a good enough bike that I wanted to store it until I returned. So I didn't know what to do with it. And then I had this idea to set it free, which basically means I biked it to somewhere. And then instead of locking it up, I just took my lock with me and I left it there. I remember, oh my God, this is so funny talking about it now. I mean, this happened like a week ago, probably exactly a week ago. Yeah, wow. It's Thursday. And this happened last Thursday. And I remember feeling a bit nervous. Like, is someone going to see what I'm doing and come yell at me? Or whoever finds this bike, are they going to be upset that there's this like bike that's not locked up and they're going to feel like frustration and responsibility, like they have to figure out whose bike it is or something like that. And I just remember, yeah, I just remember feeling like really sketchy about the whole thing, which is so funny to me now because like, I don't know, what's the problem? It's an unlocked bike. It's such a symbol of how worried I was about everything a week ago. And I'm very unworried about anything now. <laughs> yeah. How did the rest of it pan out? I panicked about my cat. 
many times. He, like he, he's an outdoor cat, and usually he comes back for lunch. But it was like 11 o'clock, 11:30 maybe, and my friends who were taking me to the airport were coming at 12:30, and my cat was not there. <laughs> so I was like, what do I do? And this cat likes to go into garages and basements, and sometimes gets locked in there for like half a day or a day. And I was like, oh my god, what if this cat? got himself locked in a basement right now. I'd be so mad. <laughs> I have no idea how I would have found him, but don't worry, the cat reappeared. Got him into the box. Everything was fine. I don't know, there's so much more, there's so much more to say. Anyway, the airport situation was stressful and so was changing planes. Like there was a moment where I was like, oh my God, my cat might be on the flight and I might not make this flight. <laughs> But me and my baggage and my cat all got on the appropriate flights at the appropriate time and we got to Paraguay and everything just has been better. I don't know, as soon as I, I saw my partner and we got home, I don't really know if I've worried about anything since then, <laughs> which is amazing to say. And I'm really grateful that being here hasn't been any new stress. Like there's not a lot to worry about in terms of settling in, in large part because my partner took care of a lot of that for us ahead of time. And also partially because a lot of the work that we did ahead of time in terms of paperwork and visas and all this kind of stuff, it pays off. And now we just don't have to deal with any of that on this end. Yeah, I guess I just mostly feel peace and a bit of nothingness, but in a good way. Like, I feel like for a long time I couldn't have any feelings because everything was too stressful and I couldn't afford to have feelings. But right now I just feel nothing in a good way. I feel a kindness around me. Like, I haven't had many interactions, but everyone is just enormously kind. No one's really that worried about anything. <laughs> and these things feel really good right now, especially in comparison to the fear and the panic I was having about like every little thing. Like another thing that I did in Germany, especially in the last couple days, is like I would wait until night fell and then I would go throw things out. Sometimes I would put out Zumfraschenken things, like, like things that you put in a box and other people can take, which is allowed, or at least it's like normal, but not everyone likes it. And if you put something out and someone who doesn't like that system sees it, they will say something to you. And that happened to me a couple of times. So I would wait until nightfall and then like go put things out in some piles or even just throw things out in the normal dang trash. Like I just was afraid that people would tell me that's not the right trash can. And I just, at that point, I couldn't handle like that confrontation. So I would wait until the dark of night to throw my normal trash into the normal trash can because of fear of the neighbors and strangers which ran really deep in me in Germany. I, I actually lived in fear of the humans around me. Not that they would physically harm me, but just the, the berating, like just the commentary and the being told you were, you're doing something wrong and then them hearing your accent and getting more upset. I, it just happened so often and I, I did a lot of things to avoid that because it's just such an unpleasant experience and it's kind of messed up in retrospect that I literally waited until the dark of night to throw my normal trash out. But that's, that's what it was. <sighs> so that's how deep the worry was running. And I'm really glad that that's past tense. Okay, I guess that's enough for now. Maybe I'll take a nap. <laughs>
contrast is just so ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, this is life now. Wow, what a freaking roller coaster that was. There's a lot to unpack, and I'm going to save most of that for my journal. <laughs> but one thing putting this whole episode together made me really think about is how I spent five and a half years being the good immigrant, only for my life to take a different shape, a shape where I would be leaving, which is not so easy when you've set your life up in Germany. It's, it's not a particularly flexible country, and being a good immigrant meant that I set myself up for a German life, and that caused so much pain to undo. And I think I was aware of that these last six or seven months, but I was pretty focused on the paperwork of it, the bureaucracy, etc. But this episode also made me realize it's, it's done a number on me internally, psychologically. There's a lot of like weird pain that I've got to, to work through from the way Germany made me feel and, and what it felt like to exist there. I'll say this, I'm, I'm glad to be gone. I'm glad to be getting to practice being an immigrant in a different country. And I'm glad that the structure of this move means that I will be back in Germany in a couple of years. And I'll have a second chance to do it a bit better. In terms of wrapping up the show, truly the biggest gift that I could give myself right now is being non-committal. And I gotta stick to that. So I still don't know if or when or in what format I'll be back, but I do want to give a big thank you to everyone who's been here with me along this journey. Also, by the way, I do need to figure out what I'm doing for work, so like, if anyone has any good remote work for me, email me, theexpatcast at gmail.com. <laughs> the best way to find out if and when and how I'm coming back with more content will be stay subscribed to this podcast in your podcast app of choice, Follow me on Instagram at the expatcast. Check in on me online at theexpatcast.com. As always, thank you to Amy Lungi Art for the logo. She also has a wonderful flower hobby business, WaxWayneBK on Instagram. And thank you to SideHug for the theme music. They're on Instagram at a hug from the side. Normally right now, I would be playing SideHug's theme music, which guides us out every episode. But I thought I'd do a little something special because there's one voice note that I didn't include in the episode. And that is one I took the end of October. I was in Nuremberg for one day and I met up with friends for dinner. I basically only had the energy for dinner, <laughs> but these friends really wanted to go to karaoke and I let myself get peer pressured to going to karaoke and it was great. And because it was karaoke in Germany, <laughs> They played a very certain song that I've heard in plenty of Oktoberfest tents, at open-air festivals, even just walking along the street. I think of it as Germany's unofficial national anthem, and hearing it always makes me happy. And I recorded the last time that I heard it as a resident of Germany for now. So with that, we're going to let the beautiful music of Robbie Williams take us out. Thank you, everyone, for being here with me. This Irgendwann mal. Tschüss! And
Sim, Senhor, 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 Senhor,